What's up, everybody? This is Paula Phelps, and you are listening to On a Positive Note. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and today's guest has made mental health a central part of his music. Performing under the name of Nash, Garrett Nash delivers messages through music that might be difficult to voice in conversation. His latest album, The Art of Letting Go, is a journey through the tumultuous emotions brought on by the pandemic. He's here today to talk about how making this album helped save his life during the pandemic and what he hopes we all take away from it. Let's have a listen. Garrett, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Mental Health Awareness Month is May, and your album, The Art of Letting Go, is absolutely the best fit for this. So let's start by telling everybody why you named this The Art of Letting Go. The Art of Letting Go was kind of a product of when the pandemic hit, I actually was about halfway through making a record. And obviously, like like it did for a lot of people, the pandemic reset a lot of things for me, and it definitely reset my schedule. And so I I started doing what I knew how to do best, which is write songs to process kind of the universal trauma that we were all experiencing. And The Art of Letting Go was actually a song that I had had from before the pandemic, and it just felt like kind of the best summation of of all of the songs that I was creating during the pandemic, because it was really finally clear that that's the only choice I had. So this record is really inspired by All Things Must Pass, the George Harrison album. And there's a song on there called The Art of Dying. So I think it was probably kind of a fringe on that. But yeah, it honestly is just a product of many, many hours of deep meditation and processing and coming to terms with these very, very daunting subjects of of sudden loss and fear and um and wanting to be better friends with your neighbors and when your cat spills something in the morning or whatever <laughs> so yeah so it's just letting go and and letting go of that resentment and that grief and that guilt and the feelings that we all carry in different places in our body and in our hearts and our souls and our minds and just being here now which is why that's the last song yeah, I, I love that song. So do you think that you could have made this body of work without the pandemic? No, definitely not. I think that this was the first time since my career really kicked off in 2015, 2016, that I had a second to make a record that was really just for me. All the other work, uh, you, me, us, and we were created with a very targeted audience. I grew up as a DJ, so I'm, I'm a crowd pleaser and a people pleaser. And so all the previous work was very specifically like, I know this will work with this group of people that are my fans that will love it. And The Art of Letting Go came out of this place of wondering if I would never play a show again. And uh, who knows where the world's going to go and whatever. So I'm just going to make songs that sound like what I used to listen to when I would be decompressing after a show or, or growing up when I was 13, 14, 15. And it was a lot of bright eyes. Death Cab for Cutie, Elliot Smith, things that were more acoustic driven. So the record kind of bloomed out of that place. And I did a lot of it with my buddy, Gabe Simon, who's in Nashville, and we did it on Zoom. So we had met in France at the end of 2019 at a writing camp, but we never would have come together in the way that we did without the pandemic. So it, you know, definitely was a product of that time. And, you know, it's weird to say I'm grateful for that, but I'm grateful that I had the tool of songwriting to use as catharsis and really treat music as a as a form of therapy again for the first time in a long time, which was nice. Yeah. And, you know, you said this is a project you did for yourself, but what you've created is so relatable. And yeah. there are so many songs where in listening to it, 
it feels very personal to me as if like, you know, you have really captured, I think, what so many people were feeling and are still feeling. So how is that, that, that you made something for yourself and in doing so managed to make something that was even more accessible and more universal? Yeah, I, it's interesting, right? I appreciate that. I think that like something that I recognize about music is it's for me, at least my project has always been selfish and selfless at the same time, because when I'm doing it for me, the most those songs end up connecting with the most people. So my biggest success is Hate You, Love You and Tell Me It's Okay and Broken Hearts Club and Imagine If and all these songs. They've all been songs that I really needed to make at that time. And anytime I've tried to make something that was too just for everyone and not for me or whatever, it just doesn't connect the same way. And I, I don't really know how to explain it. I think that part of my job, I don't know if this is the whole job, but I think part of my job as a songwriter is to document the human experience from my perspective. And so I try to do that in a very clear, transparent and authentic way. And I definitely captured that on this record. And whether or not it'll connect with as many people as the work in the past has, I don't know, but it's out and it's there for people to find. And for that, I'm grateful. And it seems like you're less concerned about where it lands. For you, maybe the journey was making the album, not yeah. what happens once you release it. Exactly right. Yeah. And to be honest, streams are not what they were for my previous work. And like things are a little different now and TikTok's a whole new space and Learning how to adapt to this new world of content has been a bit of an uphill battle for me. But what's cool is that there are people out there that that are really happy that I've made this body of work and will listen to it and live by it. And I think my main goal with it, the only thing I really care about is that it encourages people to just try being more present and really like listen to a body of work and take that 30 minutes to, to listen through. I mean, I didn't make some hour and a half long thing, you know. 30 minutes isn't so much. I meditate for 40 to an hour a day. And so if this could be that time for somebody to really sit and think and just be here now, that would be a beautiful thing. So that that's really my only intention with it is that it exists and that people can find it. You know, I'm going to pivot to music moving forward for a little bit here that just fills that I know people will like these songs kind of right. thing. But I think that every now and then it's good for my soul to put out a record like this. And I'm I'm happy that it's connecting with people and it's really cool. Yeah, now and you've been gradually releasing singles since October, I believe. Yeah. Is there any one song that has resonated particularly well with your audience? Yeah, I think I mean it, there's two different ways to look at that. Numerically, Money, Love and Death on the record has done really well. But that one actually, it's funny, that one's the one I took the most seriously last year when I was really trying to get my TikTok going. So I had made all these videos and stuff like that. So who knows if it's just resonating or I think that one sounds the most like what people are familiar with of me. And I actually made that song last as a Hail Mary with my buddy, Sean Kennedy. <laughs> I just need something that kind of bridges the gap. You know, what's funny is when the pandemic started, I had an EP that I was going to put out that I didn't that had these songs like a couple of them came out as singles like Hungover and I Miss You and Leave and things like that. For me, the Middle of Nowhere is probably my favorite. And that's not even on the record. It just came out as a single, but I love that song. And it kind of lives in the same space as this record. And then there's a couple I made, because, you know, I made about 120 demos for this album, 100, 120 to 160, somewhere in there. So I have a lot of things that are not out yet. And there's one, there's a couple that I love, but there's one about my cat called Me and My Cat. There's another one called Hazy that I listened to this morning. That's her name. I like both of those a lot. I love this, the title track, The Art of Letting Go. That's mm -hmm. probably my favorite if I ever do a show again to play live. So that is an exceptional song. And I've got to say, that's my favorite off of it. Like that's it's so powerful and it's just has such a wonderful message. 
And you've been so open about talking about like therapy and the benefits of therapy and and your own struggles in life. Yeah. How beneficial has it been for you, first of all, to be able to be that open with it? Because there was a time when no one, I mean, Brian Wilson wasn't going around back in the day saying, hey, look, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah, I think what's cool is that like with my fan base, I try to be, I try to lead as like with, with example, as opposed to like saying like, oh, do it this way, do it this way. And so I just, again, like circling back to the human experience thing, I think like if I just try to, I think the purpose of of my life, at least I can't speak for everybody is to seek, figure out why, why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And there's a set of lessons that I feel like my soul is meant to learn in this lifetime. And I think that Part of that is teaching and, and I love teaching, but not teaching in an oppressive way like you do in school, teaching like by leading by example, right? So I think a lot of the songs on the record are me just kind of processing and talking through things that I've tried, things that might work for me, things that don't. Almost like a podcast, you know, where people are saying, oh, I'm trying this or I'm doing cold plunges right now or whatever, or, or I've been taking these mushroom supplements, they've been cool or whatever. It's kind of like, you know, for people just to take or leave the tidbits that work for them. Like I'm a big Jack Johnson fan. And a lot of the things he said in songs and and things like that have encouraged me to think differently. But because of the format, he doesn't get quite as intricate about, you know, like my therapist said this or my my somatic yoga teacher suggested I whatever or, you know, or my hypnotherapist said that I need to breathe more. Or my trainer said that I need to do more reps or, you know what I mean? Like that, right. you know, all these kinds of things. So, yeah. So I think that what's been cool about that is like I'm I'm documenting my journey. And then when I'm older and I look back, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's where I was at that point. You know, I'm sure I'll listen to The Art of Letting Go. Some of it I already do because I made most of it during 2020, 2021. And I think, oh, that's so funny that I thought that that was the right thing. You know, like, for example, <laughs> not it's so funny, but I, I was plant based for a lot of the pandemic. And I just recently started realigning that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that tried being plant based because of me. And now I'm eating chicken again and fish again. And I feel pretty good from it. And it's like, it's whatever works for you, you know? So yeah, I think that like documenting the human experience is is part of the point to me. And uh, the more honest I can be about that, the more that I can spread little tidbits of wisdom that I've picked up that I think have merit at that moment. And that's a lot of what this record is, is just me kind of reiterating the things I was learning. I read I read a lot of Ram Dass during the pandemic. I read the autobiography of a yogi for the first time. I got really into SRF, which is Yogananda's thing. And it's just kind of like, it's just whatever I'm inspired by at the moment. I'm a very autobiographical writer because anytime I've tried to write fiction, the songs are cool, but they don't mean anything to me on by night four of tour, you know? Right, right. Um, So I try to just get people in the room here, especially a lot of my life lately has been writing with other people. So I get them in the room here and a lot of people will comment to me like this is the first time ever that I can remember that a a conversation turned into a song. And like, I don't really care if the song is big or whatever. I just care that it's cathartic for the person that's creating it. So I think that's the goal for me when I'm working on stuff. And I try to get that for everybody in the room or everybody on Zoom too, is like, you know, do you get this? Does this feel right to you? Does that make sense to you? Do you have any wisdom about that? Do you have any, you know, I'm always picking up little things and jotting them down in my phone, things my trainer says, or things my partner says, or whatever, because you never know, and it could help more people. And that's really the point to me is to help me by creating and then help other people by sharing. So, and there's so much that you can say with music that you couldn't just say, yeah, you know, it it really makes it easy to hear. 
And that's, as we talk about this and listeners who haven't heard it yet might think like, wow, that sounds really deep. And it is deep. You have a lot of deep stuff, but the way you present it is so easy and gentle and flowing that, that it's easy to accept and digest. Yeah. It's it's easy, easy to accept that we can breathe and reset, but the first step is admitting and accepting regret all that, you know, it's like, there's all these little things and it's like, you know, a lot of it, a lot of my early artist project was me saying things to significant others that maybe I was on the outs with or people, relationships that had fallen apart or whatever, trying to get them to hear that. And I think a lot of my spiritual growth journey has been personal, but it's like when somebody goes vegan, right? And then they want to say, oh my God, I'm vegan. You'll never believe it. I feel da 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 And everybody's like, okay, we get it. You're vegan, right? <laughs> yeah, like a, right. Lot of, a lot of the beginning of my spiritual growth journey was being like, oh my God, you guys have no idea. Meditation's insane. Like da 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 and it got to a point a couple of months into the pandemic where everybody was like, okay, we all feel like shit. Nobody really wants to hear that from you. So I was like, I guess I got to start making songs about it. So at least somebody will listen. That's where that came from. And I love that because you are so into meditation. Can you talk about how that might affect your songs and change the way that you write? Yeah, sure enough. I mean, I think for me, meditation for a long time, I was using it as the main thing. And then I realized that it's actually better used as like extra credit to an otherwise healthy existence. So a lot of like working with my hypnotherapist who I loved working with, but a lot of it would be like, you know, I'm dealing with this anxiety or that thing. And he'd say, well, meditate on it. And I I love that. And I did a lot of that throughout the pandemic and it was super helpful. But now I'm working with a cognitive behavioral therapist and a somatic yoga person And that kind of combo wombo has been really cool. And now on top of all of that, I meditate. And that's like a whole new level of like, oh my Godness to it. You know what I mean? Because my, the rest of my body feels great. So I'm not bogged by and congested as much, you know, I'm letting go always. Eventually I hope to not have anything to let go of anymore and say, oh, finally, you know, but yeah, so the meditation's great. And and every now and then things will hit me or I'll realize things during that. But I think the best thing that it is, is it just gives me space and time to be and nobody bothers me. And I'm able to just be in my own little world and wherever that takes me, I love. I meditate off with a guided meditation to sleep. I meditate off in the middle of the day if I need to. Anytime I'm just feeling this, mm, this isn't right. I just go in for a couple minutes at least just to get some breathing done because it's all about breathing, right? Whatever breathing is works for you. Like, you know, people that go to church on Sunday, the, the singing is to get people to breathe, right? It's it's all about the breath and we need to do it and we don't do enough of it. Right now, I haven't taken a deep breath in, in a while. And that's why at the shows, I always make people take a deep breath all together during the I want to talk about that. I want to talk of that's one of the things I wanted to address is the fact that you do breathing exercises at your live show. So tell me how that came about. Tell us what you do and then tell us how the audience responds and what it does for everyone. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, I haven't done it post COVID yet, but pre COVID. I have this song, Dear Insecurity, and there's this part in V2 where everything's getting really ramped up and everything's getting really anxious and, oh, my God, I'm feeling And everybody knows all the words and it's taking along. And then right before it, like, so smooths out in the song, I have I just stop. And I'm like, you know, let's all just take a deep breath together. And it's interesting to see how people react to it because I have everybody close their eyes. Some people won't close their eyes, right? That's the first layer. It's like some people won't even go there. And it's like, fine, you know. But most <laughs> people, they'll close their eyes. And they'll take the deep breath in through the nose and they'll lie and roar it out through the mouth. And sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe we could do another one. I just kind of read the room. And then I have them channel on the certain lines. Like my imperfections make me perfect, almost as these like mnemonics or things to like to live by. 
And the, the breathing is really cool because hopefully people go home and they're like, whoa, that one breath made me feel good. I wonder what like 30 would make me feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I even did like a little Wim Hof breathing exercise yesterday I saw on TikTok. And it was just like 30 breaths in, out, in, out, in, out. And then you just stop. And he's going, you know, stop, don't breathe, don't breathe, you know? And then you're sitting there and your whole body starts to get these like amazing tingles and all this stuff because your body is so oxygenated. And it's amazing how little we we breathe, you know? And and so that's why I encourage it at the shows. It's a really beautiful thing. And, and I hope when I do play shows again, people feel comfortable to do the deep breath in a room full of people, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that is so it's so important. We've had guests on before who have talked specifically about the importance of breath work and and doing it. And how do you find that it helps you in terms of like anxiety or anything else that you're going through? It's the number number one thing is breath. I think that like anytime I'm feeling stressed to the wall or anxious or whatever, the easiest, fastest solution is just take a deep breath. And you know, what's funny is it's usually the last thing I think to do, right? Yeah. I'll I'll think, Oh, I got to get on the bike and exercise. I gotta, I gotta do 20 jumping jacks, whatever. And that's all my body. You know, what's funny is it's just psychosomatic because my body's going, well, if I get him to get on the bike, then he'll breathe. Right. Or oh, if I get him to go outside and take a walk, he'll start breathing. Right. So it's just me being stupid and, or really smart somewhere in my brain. (laughs) but yeah i think that like anytime i'm feeling like that just taking a nice big deep breath in it just resets everything you feel it all the way to your fingertips you know it's like it's an amazing thing and you just take one two three like i mentioned i'm doing the somatic expression yoga in this place called pure joy here in la which is uh, this wonderful teacher named armin who i've been studying with and he basically i go there and i lay on the floor And it's the funniest thing. It's not like yoga you think, right? You lay flat. He kind of studies wherever, you know, how you're laying and whatever. And then you move your hand. He'll say, you know, just just move your hand forward, move your hand back. But every time you take a deep breath. So like we're going to a talk tonight with one of his gurus that he's holding at the studio. And last time he had one of these talks, I went and someone asked, you know, like because he had some friends join and whatever. They said, what do you do here? And he said, most honestly, mostly I just get people to breathe. And it's like, it's, that's really what it is, right? People go such far distances just to get a good breath. It's, you know, it's like, it's like a good man is hard to find. It's like, no, good breath. (laughs) That's all you need. (laughs) People go up the, up the Mount Everest and they go to Iceland and they'll go to all these places with better air and all these things. And it's like, yeah, I get it because like breath is so important. Breathing is, is numero uno, most importante, number one over everything. And it's always the last thing I think to do, which is just funny. Well, what's so interesting to me is as a musician, you're kind of an unlikely spiritual leader, but that's what you're doing through your music and through all these self-improvement explorations that you're doing, because everything you do, you then synthesize and turn around and present to your audience. And, And so how has that changed your audience? Like, what do you hear from your fans in terms of them exploring and them discovering, oh my gosh, I can, I can change my life by taking these steps. Yeah. I think, I think I'm lucky if someone takes 1%, right. And it's not intentional to be this like spiritual vibe or whatever. It's just kind of like, I live my life and I feel like sharing it, you know, because I could, I could choose to not share it, but it just makes the music that much more real and authentic. And if I'm not writing about what I'm living, then what am I writing about? You know, like Mm -hmm. the same, 
five subjects everybody else writes about. I think I think what I'm doing makes it interesting. And I think that's what makes anybody interesting. That's why we like Tom Petty or or Bob Dylan or whatever, is these guys wrote just, hey, I woke up this morning and read a newspaper and felt like shit and went back to bed or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> and I think that's most interesting. So anyway, so usually what I see people take away is like a 1% of, of anything that I say. Like all I can do is lead by example and, and I'm going to have bad days and I'm going to have good days and I'm not perfect. And I get angry and I get upset and my cat pees on the bed and and I throw things and whatever, but I I go out of my way. I think a lot of the reason that I've had so much success so early in my life on a spiritual pathway is to be able to kind of try all this different stuff and then report to my friends and whatever. I'm the friend in the group who, when people are like, oh, you know, I need a facialist or where do you go for yoga or, or what do you think about this thing or whatever, you know, what do you do for, you know, what supplement do you take for vitamin D or whatever? People tend to ask me those things, which is cool. Yeah. And then using the music, maybe it'll help people that I never even get to talk to, you know? That's, yeah, maybe that's I'll, so maybe true. I'll, maybe I'll die early and they'll say, oh boy, everything he said, don't do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have to let you go, but I have one more question I really want to find out is, what do you hope that people take away from the art of letting go? Because like you said, it's such a personal project. Yeah, I think the number one thing I'd like people to take away from the project is actually not something that I provide on the record. It's something that they can find, which is a sense of genuine presence and oneness with everything, right? I think that we are all on one planet, but I also believe that we're all one plant, right? And so when you look at the trees and you look at the other people and you look at the cats and the furniture and all the things, we're all rooted into the same earth. We just don't all have roots that connect us into the earth. I'd love if people just at the end of it, say, oh, wow, I, I just did that. I just listened to a body of work and I feel pretty present. And maybe that's too much pressure for people to listen to, but just just be conscious and think like, how does this reflect into my life and all of those things? And that's not something I can even do on the record. That's a personal journey. And and that's that's my hope is that people have a takeaway of, hmm, I'm here now. That's cool. All right. I'm going to carry on with my day, whatever that entails, you know, I love maybe it. a little bit more peace. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Garrett, this is a fabulous release. We're going to tell our listeners how to find it. We're going to give them links to it so thank they can discover much. it themselves. But thank you for spending time with me today. And I'm so excited to see what happens next because you're doing some some really incredible things. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited too. Hopefully I, I finally let go. <laughs> that was Garrett Nash talking about the art of letting go. If you'd like to learn more about Nash, listen to his music, or follow him on social media, just visit livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. And while you're on our site, check out our very cool, perfect for summer tie-dye Live Happy Now t-shirt in the Live Happy store. You can pick yours up for 25% off through the end of the month just by using the code SPRING25. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of On a Positive Note and look forward to joining you again next time. And until then... This is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.